Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Aotearoa Rugby Podcast. Uh, Ross Carl here with James Parsons and Bryn Hall. It was a big day today in New Zealand rugby. Uh, Andy Hayden's funeral, all of the greats were there for a man who revolutionized line-out play, revolutionized professional rugby, really, in the amateur days, pushed it towards more of a professional era. So it was a big thing. One of the things, of course, he's famous for is milking at the line-out after jumping out of that line-out against Wales back in the day. A uh, little known fact is that he wasn't actually the one who got the penalty. Um, it was the referee penalising a guy for holding down one of the other players in the line-out. All the same, it's kind of topical because, geez, Aaron Smith milked the crap out of that penalty, didn't he, Jipper? Oh, yeah, Bryn, oh, look, Bryn would know more about this than me. You know, he's, he's a classic milker from way back. Um, but, oh, look, if if my team had lost, I'd be sour, you know, probably. <laughs> um, but but we won, which, you know, so it didn't really play a, play a part in the end. But, you know, I've always admired the gamesmanship and, and the, mm. you know, I suppose, the willingness to win at all costs. And, and I think that's the attitude you should have on the field. Uh, I, I did take note of Crocky's comments, obviously, that it's not in the spirit of the game. And, um, you know, that's, that's all well and good. But, um, you know, Aaron, it wasn't even picked up originally. And then, you know, the, the gamesmanship or great leadership, for, I suppose, from Ash Dixon uh, to get him to go back and look at it um, first and foremost. And then obviously to overturn it. Because uh, he was definitely there, wasn't he? Uh, whether <coughs> it was the right or wrong call. It uh, doesn't really factor, and and I I personally, you know, I don't know, like it's it's not the end of the world really, the way I see it. I don't think it brings the game in disrepute. It's it's sort of it's been blowing up a little bit. You've moved one like that, Bryn? Oh, well, I think it's great gamesmanship, man. I think it's great gamesmanship. Um, yeah, I think, also, I think I think us halfbacks over just a little, we're wired a little bit differently. So whenever we get a chance and maybe get a penalty here and there, they can um they kind of can kind of turn a match or kind of get a penalty here and there. It's kind of like a win for for yourself. But um, yeah, I think yeah, most TJ's really good at it as well. Um, there's a lot of good milkers in the in the country. So, um, but yeah, it just comes back to, to the gamesmanship and I guess the competitiveness of trying to get a, uh, a momentum swing or just trying to get something to go your way. And um, you know, Nugget does that pretty well. And I think pretty most, uh, most nines in the world probably do a pretty good job of milking as well. Would you get an Oscar for that? Like, he was kind of close. I mean, that was a good one, wasn't it? I mean, (laughs) I I think he scraped one of his sprigs before he tripped and dropped the ball. And 
Um, it was it was definitely it was sold heavily. Um, and to be fair, it looked like at the time the ref was like, "I'm not buying it. Carry on." And then he, and then obviously Mike Fraser went back and, and had a look. Um, but as I said before, you know, the, there was a ruck set and uh, an offside line, and, and Carl was in front of it. So. We are a protected species as well. We are us halfbacks, so it just kind of just, yeah. keeps, just keep adding to it, keep adding to our species, really. <laughs> How do you do that? What, are there payments being made? Like th- this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think, I, don't, I just think it's um I just reckon it just comes back to how competitive um halfbacks are and I think um I reckon there's a perceive that you guys might be small or, or dainty and that you're not allowed to be touched in around that ruck, but most of you these days are the bulkiest on the field. <laughs> you know, like you're not small what, lads anymore. No, I think you're you're right. It is um I think for whatever reason the the perception of like a halfback is around oh you can't read they must be small and you know, they are seen as a little bit like quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, you don't want to touch them or they get penalised. So um, I think there definitely are ways that we do try and bend those rules and try to help it as much as we can for ourselves. And, um, you know, whether that's a penalty or, um, you know, a lot of it's actually been uh, a similar ones, you know, people rolling at a ruck and getting them, they're staying in that ruck and being able to force a penalty that kind of way with, with gamesmanship. Um, yeah, I think it does. I think it will continue to be, um, to be, to be continued to play, that's for sure. It's not illegal to pretend to do something on a rugby field, is it? Apart from no, hooking, not, I think, you hookers I think, are the only ones who aren't allowed to pretend. Like, yeah, man, <laughs> that's unfair in itself, isn't it? No, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not illegal. It's 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 part of that gamesmanship. And um, someone said something today that I thought was quite funny. It must be something to do with the last name because um, Cameron Smith, who plays NRL, uh, is pretty good at the old gamesmanship too. Um, mm. But oh. I just think he he had he had a go. He wanted to win a moment for his team, and he won it. Yeah. And, and, it and it worked because mm. instead of being seven points further down, uh, they got three points up. I really wonder what Russ would think of nine. Seriously, like what they'd really think of us around because we're, we're 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 right next to the ruck and we're always chirping everything. So I'd be interested to see what their um what their perceptions are of us actually, and whether they actually um dislike hearing the rules or that constant communication um, that a suffix tend to tend to do quite a lot. What about an anonymous ref it. poll next year? <laughs> <laughs> an anonymous, yeah. Refs, refs can say who's the most painful. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Actually, yeah. don't do that because the two right here probably would be high on that list. <laughs> <laughs> having far too much to say. Oh, absolutely. The two that I was told um, last year by one of the referees, um, it was Aaron Smith and Ryan Crotty. Apparently, uh, has yeah. plenty to say to the refs as well. Yeah, I'd believe that. Oh, yeah. You Brian certainly pretty... can see. See, yeah. Nagy has a lot to say still, but... Actually... That's, actually, that's surprising hearing Ryan. That's definitely surprising. He is, um, he is pretty switched on in, in, in that sense, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did have a wee little trip to the, to the refs. But no, I've never really... I don't think I actually really heard him, really. So it's interesting hearing that, actually, from the roofs. He's just smart, isn't he? He's just smart. It's a whisper. Actually, it yeah. must be just something that just gets them, eh? Something a little here and there. Yeah, it's weird. Go <laughs> on your um, own. <laughs> Dalton, on the other hand, had to run like 70 metres and then turn around and be like, shit. Yeah, well, you can look at it a couple of ways. So everything's monitored. So for that 70-metre sprint, He's not going to have to do this week at some stage, so uh, the, the, it'll, it'll factor into his GPS numbers for the week ahead. So he won't. It's, it's not wasted meters. Meters. And he, 
he can go. Yeah, yeah he did it comfortably, man. Like oh, when he, he went, went I was like, oh, I was just went, oh, was that a bit too far? I was like, no, nah, he looks strong. Was, is he quite? Is he quite quick in the old ten yeah, minute? He's he's quick on the ten. He's just one of those explosive. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you see the way he carries and he tackles. He does everything at at a hundred. And you know, man, he's playing out of his skin at the moment. I reckon. You know, there's a yeah. lot of guys. I think I saw maybe on one of the rugby pass posts today. Um, the turnover leaders for the comp and it's all non-all blacks so there's a lot of young men pushing mm. for spots in that loose forward trio yeah, yeah. Um, and guys, I think it was Hoskins Satutu that was the top yeah, right he was nine. leading it and he's missed the last two games so it shows <laughs> how good he was going you know and um, I think Aki you know has only played the last three and he's up there with five Mate, he's been he's been, imp- he's been impressive he's been impressive Jip Akira yeah, it's, with, it's, um, yeah, mate, with his with Hoskins not being there, but his work, oh, what's really impressed me, mate, his work rate, his yeah, second, if his second touches, his second efforts, man, it's been um, it's been really noticeable when watching you guys play. Yeah, I think it, it also helps when he's not having to do a lot of the work. The work spread, you know, in past years we probably haven't had as solid a squad and, and depth mm-hmm. that allowed everyone to just play their role, and and when you get that opportunity. Um, to do your bit in, in our system, he's doing that really well, and because and the rest of the group's going really well around him, it's allowing um, these individuals to thrive in, in the systems that you know Rangi's come up with, so that mm. you know it's, it suits us as athletes. But yeah, he's going great. Uh, but always, always behind a great tight five there on, on the weekend, of course. The we, oh man, I think we talked about it earlier, Jeff. But your scrum, jeez, it was impressive to watch, man. Just dominant, great arm. Yeah, it was. I look. Carl is a phenomenon in the, in the scrumming, but um, even when Alex came on, um, it was still be uh, pretty dominant. So those boys up front are doing a great job. I think at one stage we had Paddy at lock, um, Jacob Pierce, who's an absolute beast in the scrums, just lives mm. for it. Uh, we had Jero Carly, Toyota at, at number eight, um, Aki at six, and I think maybe Dalton at seven uh, with offer. Alex and, and Curdy at the front. That's a yeah. fairly big old pack. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. Nah, look, it was a good day at the office. Um, so, the boys will rest up well this week and, and look forward to you boys in a couple. Yeah. Uh, are you supporting, obviously, the Landers this weekend? Everyone's on the Landers this weekend, eh? Oh, 100%. Well, the Canes will be. We will be. Everyone, everyone will want it from a spectacle point of view. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, they're a class act, the old Crusaders at home. They hadn't lost one for a long time. Uh, going back to back, uh, look, I'll be crossing everything. Fingers, toes, a lot, but it'll, it'll be a big ass. Uh, speaking of the Crusaders, Richie Moonga, Bryn, just mm. continues to just be outstanding. Uh, what do we do at 10? Oh, I'm obviously a, a little bit a little biased because I, I play with him, but yeah, mate, his his form's been outstanding, and I think he's just come back from the um, post. I'm sorry, pre-COVID, and I guess coming into the competition now, he's just just really hungry, and I think it does a lot of things to a lot of players, and I think for him, he's just been continued to lead us really well, and I guess um, really just trying to take the team to where where he wants it to be, and where we want to be, and. I think the performance that you've seen against the Blues boys, um, even the Hurricanes when we lost, and then on, on the weekend against the Chiefs, he's, he's in great form. And I guess for us, it's been able to, to try and put him in the best positions that we can possible. And you know, I thought our, um, our set piece was a lot better this, this week playing the Chiefs and um, just gave us a lot more better opportunities to give guys like uh, Richie a lot more space and, um, and our outside backs as well to try and 
create opportunities. So um, he's in great form. Man. I know Bodie, Bodie played really well on the weekend as well. It's great to see him back at 10. And um, I thought the way that he um, carries the ball and actually was re- a real threat in, in the way the Blues played and kind of opened up uh, opportunities for those, um, you know, Caleb Clark and, and the likes of those boys. So now, mate, we're blessed with two two great 10s and, um, you know, Rich is playing really well. And, you know, Bodie's got another game against us in, in a fortnight. So you know, we're pretty blessed in that, in that respect, mate. It shows when they're going forward, both of them. Um, you know, it's, it's, he must be wrapped with losing so much experience, I suppose, in that pack. For them to still provide so many opportunities for him to attack, to have that time and space, you know, the discipline in your guys' group as a forward pack to run those consistent tip lines so that he can, you know, pick on that, you know, forward back defender um, out the back of your forward running pod. Um, yeah. Bodies in motion, allowing... And attracting defenders elsewhere um, yeah. for him, you know, he makes great decisions, um, absolutely. And a lot of it is his greatness. But um, for the amount of injuries you've had and, and guys that come into the squad, it's been a strength of the Crusaders for a long time that, mm. you know, when one goes down, another steps up. And I suppose that's a credit to you guys and, and your leadership group and, and your coaches that the next guys, you know, they're ready and waiting. And sometimes an unknown that hasn't even played Minor 10 Cup, you know, they come in yeah. and, and perform at super level. So yeah. it's providing him still the ability to play well, I suppose. I think the biggest thing for us as well is we were we were hurting as well. Like we, um, you know, obviously lost at home. And I think when you do lose, you, you, you tend to, the prep goes a little bit deeper and, and the review's a little bit harder and um, you don't really brush over things. We don't we don't brush over things usually, but, you know, as Jeff would know, when you lose, yeah, when you when you lose, you tend to, you know, just really don't leave any stone unturned. And, you know, we were pretty hungry. And, um, you know, last time we went up to the Chiefs in, in Hamilton, they did a job on us, so... And we know anytime we play the Chiefs in a, in a Crusaders game, it's tough and um, it comes down to, to moments, which you know, it's been throughout this competition. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pleasing for us. And, um, you know, like I said, I, th- I thought our set piece was, was a lot better. A lot better. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I think what made a massive difference for us as well is that it was dry. Again, it was, it was dry and we were actually able to play. We didn't actually kick a lot in the first half. We decided to yeah. hold on to the ball a lot more. And um, that was one of the reasons why for us as well is, you know, you've got guys in their team that, um, they want to play a lot of footy, the like demo and a lot of running, a lot of running rugby. So we decided to hold on the ball, and the and the weather dictated that. So um, well, I was yeah. wondering that because like you look at the stats the last two weeks, and yeah. it probably could have been easy for you guys to look at the week before, and I think you kicked around twenty times to the Hurricanes twenty-seven. Yep, um, and it was pretty much the same against the Chiefs. Yep. Um, did did had had you made a change around that? Purposely around, you know, your kick strategy strategy for both those games because there's a evidence of, of a difference from when you'd play the Chiefs and the Blues mm. um, to the number of kicks that you put out and the, and the amount you played with the ball in hand. Yeah, I think when we played the Hurricanes, we we probably you know we we, we kicked, but we made because we gave away so many penalties in the first half, probably like five penalties, and we didn't win a lot of ball off our set piece. Whenever we did have the ball, we were coming like through our exit zone, so we felt like that we weren't playing a lot, so. We kind of made decisions to hold on to the ball, and when the Hurricanes had the ball, they were scoring points. So we kind of made a, um, an idea to try and hold on to the ball and be able to build phase and try to take out their legs that way. And you know, we probably didn't help ourselves against the Hurricanes because we had too many penalties and our, our set piece struggled a little bit. But I guess against the against the Chiefs, um, probably the defense is a, is a little bit more um, passive and not as strong as the, as, the, as the Hurricanes. And I think the fact that it was dry, um, we were able to play a lot more due to not as much line speed compared to the Hurricanes. 
um, it gave us a, a great opportunity to attack. And coming back to with Richie and uh, with that drive pitch and those boys running that animation and getting that right, um, you know, it, it makes us want to play a lot more. So I think when we do play in Christchurch, it's great for us. We ever have a kicking game, which which we love to do. But at the same time, we love playing with the ball. And when it is dry, um, I guess I'd say in the last two weeks, we've just tried to hold on to the ball and um, try and beat teams in that way as well. But still having our kicking game if, um, if we feel we need to as well. So, I mean, speaking of that, the Chiefs' defence, um, Sam Kane obviously is deemed one of the best defenders in the world. Um, the, he's copped some stuff this year, which obviously isn't agreed by the players because the players in the poll respect him and, and what he brings. Uh, are you surprised? Do people not quite understand what Sam Kane's about and truly appreciate him, Jipper? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose for me, he's hugely respected. I think it mm. probably takes for you to get hit by him <laughs> to know how good he is because uh, um, yeah. yeah. he, he is one of the hardest you know, hitters out there. But I think it's the reason he's so respected is he's such a team first man. He, he's not looking for always the highlight packages or anything. It's all about what, you know, what's going to be best for his team you know, going forward. And, and he always put himself in those positions. I mean, an example against us is he made one tackle, I think, on um, Jared Cowley and, and got a stinger and was down for about you know two minutes and the play came back his way. He stood back up and made a tackle with the exact same shoulder. And, and I think it's those sorts of efforts um, that are always going to be appreciated by players so much more than um, highlight, highlight sort of plays because you know when someone's hurt, if they're going to turn up for you and, and have your inside and back you up, that's someone you want to follow. And... and I think it's no different. It, it comes with the job uh, as all-back skipper. You know, Richie McCaw had it uh, going into the 2015 World Cup. I think Kieran Reid had it um, a number of times. And, and it's just, it's no different. Um, and, and it probably doesn't help mm. that it, it's coinciding with um, the Chiefs not going as well. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's, well, there's no doubt um, in the all-black selector's mind um, that he's the best man for the job. And um, I back that fully as well. Look, he's just, yeah, he's a great player, but he's a, he's a great man, and and those are the sort of people you want to play alongside. Yeah. What do dominant tackle stats like his bring to a team? What what does it create for everybody else when you've got someone like that who's so dominant on defence? I just think it brings it brings confidence, and um, you know whether that be off um, offset piece or or just in general. I think, no, I've been thinking on the weekend as well. I've almost got like. I've got my cheekbone almost broken from his hard head. So I think <laughs> having that kind of, he just imposes himself and you just know what you're going to get with him. You see him lined up. He's got a great um, aura and I guess that kind of feeling about him. So um, I think having that kind of confidence in someone, whether that be in um, your defensive line or just seeing a, a hit or a clean out or a jackal or something like that to get yourself back or your team back in the game, he's a guy that can bring that, who can, who can bring that. So, um, coming back to you, to what to what Jipper said, I think it's tough. I think it's tough, and I think the the Chiefs season is is probably um, probably detriment to that as well. But for me, mate, there's no um, qualms about it. He's a he's a great player. He's respected well, and um, yeah, I think he'll he'll continue to get better with them when he gives us the All Blacks camp, and hopefully into this year. I think he doesn't um, know Chris... that halfbacks are protected species. <laughs> What's that? He doesn't know that halfbacks are a protected species. Oh, he got me a goodie on the weekend, mate. So he'll be laughing here at the last laugh. So. <laughs> I think um, for, for, for me, when you say, what does it bring? It, it, for me, it's all about defense, about getting the ball back. Um, and a dominant hit 
you know, teams don't want to overplay these days. So if you get a dominant hit early in a defensive set, more than likely you're going to get the ball back via a kick or a turnover at the breakdown. And, and although he might not get the plaudits for that turnover because he's made that tackle, it's created an opportunity for a Lachlan Boucher or a Mitch Carpick or whoever else um, to get over the ball um, mm. to, to get the ball back because that's what you need in a game of rugby is, is that ball. Um, and so many times, time and time again, he'll be the guy that's made the tackle that allows um, those turnover opportunities. So yeah. uh, he's certainly added plenty um, on the field. And, and I just know great players like that, once they get back in that black jersey, um, yeah, he'll, he'll, make, he'll make a statement. Yeah. It's a real hard one to pick a guys with him, I suppose. You, you automatically would think that Artie would, would slot into eight. Would Artie get what there? Do do Does he go well off the back of a scrum? <laughs> he does, mate. Jeez, he made me. Oh man! Oh, oh. honest to God, honest bro. When that happened, I was like, because we um we did a bit of fun, funny thing, but we did a bit of preview around it, and obviously you would have seen it. Jeff, he loves doing it off. Actually, most eights in the competition actually are um doing it off the scrums, and I called break in, um, and unfortunately, Colonel had missed. Uh, Tom Sanders had missed the kind of break call, and I came across, and I was like, all right, here, yeah, I'm either gonna make a good tackle here. Should I go high or should I go low? I mean, I'll back myself to try and go high here. And I probably should have gone low because holy heckin' man, he absolutely smoked me. Back of my head, saw stars. Yeah. And I was like, you beauty, five minutes in, how good. Hey, but <laughs> you, you showed the ticket he chucked yourself there. <laughs> he woke me up pretty early as well. So, yeah. But, um, so I think yeah. Artie will be there. Actually, who else are they going to have, man? Like, because um, I think I think Dalton as well, the fact that he can play six oh, and seven. He has, mate, to be, he has to be there. And then, mate, Hoskins as well. And I think Aki is right up there in that discussion. And, you think about oh, as well, bro. Yeah. yeah, exactly, man. So, how many would you take, Jip? Uh, I don't know. It depends. It depends how big the squad is because uh, you don't know with this comp or what the comp looks like yet. So it'll be dependent yeah. on that. But I think you know a lot of it might come out of the North South fixture. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. there's going to be good numbers for that game. And um, yep, Super Rugby form will be one thing. But um, you know, being able to get together in a team, prep well. Um, with players that you haven't played with for a long time, different systems, mm. and then to perform on the weekend, I think will go a big way to the All Black selectors going right, you know, because they're not going to have a big prep window um, mm. to get guys up to speed. So I think it won't just be, you know, all about the game. It'll be what they do during the week, what that prep, and they'll get a good look, obviously, because both um, are coached by um, people in the management of All Blacks. So I think it's, you know, it's from that Sunday they go into. The, the following Sunday, once the game's done, um, will be massive. Every day will count um, to getting that selection, you know, getting that nod to, to be in that team. Yeah, it must be exciting as well. They must, they must be exciting as well, man. Like, if you think about, get, like, your young, you see young guys coming through, you imagine, you know, Hoskins or, you know, young guys coming through that haven't played test rugby before, getting the opportunity to, I guess, be in a all-black trial kind of setup, man. It'll be, um, yeah, I'm going to love that idea. I can't wait to see it when it happens, actually. So what do you do with the North team then? Because almost all of these blokes we talked about are North. I think there'll be guys they know a lot about. You know, the two yeah. the two that we, we've spoken about as in, you know, I suppose Sammy and Artie, um, they know a lot about. It'll it'll be, yeah, I mean, that is a hard one, to be fair. You know, it's because the bulk of those guys do revert to the North. But they, they'll be big squads and there'll be opportunities mm. um, to have bench roles. Um, and as you say, you know, you've a guy like Dalton's got versatility, so he can cover a lot of spots. Um, and there'll be some tough decisions. I mean, that's the nature of the beast, but that's the beauty of it, is um, yeah. a lot of young guys are putting their hands up 
for an opportunity in, in a competition that you know I think will be watched worldwide. You know, the All Black brand's huge, so it's going to bring a lot of attention to it anyway. But to have international rugby um, on TV is going to be huge. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you maybe get a little bit tactical with your North-South team and, and load the bench and maybe have six forwards on the bench and just two backs so you can have a look at the guys you want to have a look at? Potentially. I mean, that's, that's things that they'll, they'll probably be needing to look at. Um, or they might just you know, have an opinion already on, on some players and, and they won't get a look in. Um, it's, it's like anything. You know, Eric Rush's famous story is um, you know, he made the All Blacks. I think he missed out on a team and, and his dad said, look, mate, it's only one man's opinion. And then he made the All Blacks and celebrated and his dad turned around to him and said, mate, it's only one man's opinion. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of like that. You know, it does it to, to the players. Although... There's, there's been many a great player that's performed extremely well at Super Rugby that doesn't get the nod at the All Blacks because it, that playing style doesn't quite fit the system. Um, so there'll, there'll be those sort of thoughts being factored in. Hmm. We love a debut, right? And there's going to be uncapped players in this All Blacks. Well, when or if there is an All Blacks team playing November, December, those guys like Aki, who have been waiting so long to get their shot, um, we're going to see a slight freshness to this team, maybe. Oh, I'd say there'll be a, uh, there'll be a lot of um, new faces in and around the squad. Um, how many debutants you won't know until you see how they go. You know, um, it's not like uh, there's warm-up fixtures. They'll be, um, you know, the teams that are coming here to play will be, you know, fired up as well. So, mm. um, and I, and as you know, with all black environments, the caps aren't given out. Uh, just to see what you're made of, uh, you're certainly made to earn it. So there'll be, as you said, in the squad, there'll be a lot of new faces. But if someone gets the nod, uh, they certainly would have done the right things during the week of that North-South game and then obviously in the preparations to get a, to get a look. Bryn, you get a good look at the lineouts. <laughs> what do you make of these locks? That's one of the places. Obviously, you've got Paddy yeah. and Sam Whitelock, but there's mm. probably spots at lock. Well, I think there's yeah, there's great there's great opportunity, and I think with the with Brody in Japan and Scooter being injured as well, it's a great opportunity to be a to be a lock for for them to come through. But yeah, it's interesting who you who you go for. You know, you've got um, I think you've got Quentin Quentin Strange and, and Mitchell Dunshay and, and our environment, and you've got Parry Parry Parkinson's, who's probably a little bit different actually compared to all of them. He's a bigger frame and you know probably something different compared to all those other boys. But then 
you got James Blackwell as well at, at the at the Hurricanes and are there any young boys and who's at the Blues? Any young boys coming oh, through mate, there? Our boy from Harbour, Jiro Kelly Tuioti. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. going pretty well. Uh, yeah, I so, think yeah. you know, talk about dominant tackle stats, mm. uh, work rate, ability in the air. Um, like I think he has to be right in the discussion, especially mm. if you listen to Foxy's comments. Is you know they've got a lot of grafters that the way they perceive it, there's a lot of grafters around there, but they want um, you know, they want a point of difference, um, that athletic style lock as well. So, mm. you know, Via might even come back into the, the frame there. Um, so, you know, and, and as I mentioned with Gerard there, I think he's a he's a real option. You know, he's matured, he's had a lot of experience. I, I think, um, you know, Josh Goodhue was performing really well for us um, before, before he took a knee knock and had to pull out from the weekend. So I, I think there's guys that have stood up, stepped up um, unfortunately, the one guy that was really going great guns was the young lot, Josh Dixon, yeah. uh, from the Highlanders, uh, but he got injured, unfortunately. But he, he'll definitely be in the conversation once he's back up and running. And, and my old mate, Scraff, I can't leave him out of um, discussion. I, I think he's, again, got a lot of experience. He's been biding his time. And, uh, you know, he's a great exponent in the set-piece areas. Um, and, you know, he'll, he's always uh, had that ability. I think he's put Geordie Barrett through, through a number of holes and around those sort of forward runners to, to the back. So he's got a skill set about him as well. What I got from that is you're not too worried about the depth there. I w- yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I've yeah. thrown to a lot of the lot of the guys we've spoken about and um, had to throw against them. And I, I think in terms of the core roles, uh, there's plenty to, to go by. Um, but listening to the selectors voices and Grant Fox and what he said I think he's wanting to see a little bit more explosive power, a little bit more um, of that athletic style Patrick Tuipolotu um, style of play from someone to really knock the door down and say I, I, I want to be picked. So he, he doesn't want to just a graft. If that's the case then, just, you know, then if that's the, I guess the blueprint of what they're kind of looking for then who do you think kind of fits that mould with being really explosive and apart from, if we, if we take Vira obviously they know what they're going to get with him who do you think that explosive person that's floating around in that kind of area? Oh, for me, it's Gerard. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's a no-brainer. You just got to watch the weekend. Yeah. Watch the week before against the Chiefs. You know, he'd been out for, you know, two months with yeah. a shoulder in- injury and came back off the bench and he started the last two. And I just think defensively, his ability to carry... And I, and I think he's he's great in the set piece and will only get better in an all-black environment. Mm. But I am biased. You sold me there, boy. You absolutely <laughs> sold me. Come I really on. like Quinton Strange, though, as well. I've liked Quinton Strange for a long yeah. time. I think he's he, great yeah. at Tasman. I think he's got the ability to be a ranging sort of lock. Yep. Um, and as we've seen, he's got a bit of fight in him too, even if it is the 80th minute. Yeah, um, he's... um. But yeah, he's he's got plenty to like as well. Yeah, he has. I think um been fortunate enough to play with him the last you know four years, and I guess his growth and you know if you think about our locking stocks down down south as well, you know he's not afraid to um to talk and to give his opinion. And has seen probably one of our leaders in our group, so I guess that tactical side as well. He's he's pretty knowledgeable and has a really great understanding with rugby as well. So yeah, I think all these guys, uh, um even Mitchell Dunshay, who's been probably our unsung hero for us as well. Um, you've got two quality young guys coming through and he's you know, pretty much been our starter the whole year and does all the nitty-gritty, the, the, the tough stuff that probably doesn't get noticed. But um, yeah, I think Gerard, like you said, I think Putty, Putty, Putty as well. I think if you look at his tools and, and how big he is and I guess the physicality side of 
he's something probably a little bit different. Um, looks different. is probably a, a lot taller and a lot bigger. So um, if you're talking around potential as well, I think um, you know, Paddy would be a, a pretty good option as well. I mean, it's hard to look past his height. <laughs> exactly. He's a lock. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, has to factor into the decision. You, you will win clean ball. Um, yeah. It's no brainer that the Hollanders are, I think, second in lineouts. Yep. Um, and it's got to do a lot with him and the other fellow we spoke about in Dixon. But, you know, that height is an easy win against most locks. Yep. And they've all got two or three years of Super Rugby experience, so sometimes a little bit more. So they're not real fresh. They've got a little bit about them. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I think you know, Paul Crinton Strange has had a bit of an injury. Same with Gerard. Um, and they've been knocking on the door. And, you know, obviously Scooter going down provided an opportunity for Dunshay while, while Quinton Strange was coming back. But in terms of performance at, at Mitre 10 Cup level and, and Super level for a number of years, those, <coughs> two, those two stick out to me personally. Now we look forward to this weekend and we've got the Canes versus the Chiefs, which is obviously a massive game for keeping the Canes in the running. But they're probably out of it, really. Now we're looking at... It's whether or not the Crusaders win this weekend and it's all over. Because um, what we really want is you guys against each other in week 10 in what is basically a final, right? Um, yeah, that would be desirable. <laughs> um, I think for the whole of New Zealand it would be. <laughs> well, why don't, you, why don't you just drop the game? <laughs> and we can have it. <laughs> Man, because you know how dangerous it is coming up to, to yeah. Regent Park with a full 40,000 people. <laughs> they will be out in force. Kids yeah. free. There's every paying adult. Should be a packed stadium. <laughs> That's a great thing. Like, I mean, in, whoever makes these draws, we see it every year in the NRL, where somehow two of the top teams who are in the running for the top eight somehow end up against each other in the final of in the final in the 26th round. So I don't know who makes these draws, but somehow they nail it. The marketing department. <laughs> uh, no i do agree though it, 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 i don't know if you can foresee it um because you know like you, you, i suppose they had a bit of form to go off from super rugby normal before covid mm -hmm. um before they came up with this one but um yeah well it hasn't worked out just yet um obviously crusaders aren't planning to lose and, our, and us dropping that game against the Canes probably didn't help things either. It would, would have been a little bit clearer, but I look, still on the hunt. And I still wishful thinking. Crazier things have happened in 2020. <laughs> and the Landers are a spoiler team, Brent. Oh, mate, every time, every time we play them, it's um, ever since I've been down here and having an understanding of what the, um, I guess, the battle between us and their you know, art rival and down south so um, every time we play them we know that it's a tough encounter and um, you know for us we we're pretty we we're bloody disappointed last time we played at home and lost in front of our fans and um, you know for us we know that um, the Highlands are gonna they're always tough to play it doesn't matter where they are on the table and like you said encounter that we always play each other it's, it's always a tough one so um, yeah we're playing on we're playing on Sunday and it's, it's afternoon footy which which we'll enjoy and um, you know for us we can't we can't look too far ahead. We've got to take the learnings that we did against the Chiefs. We we're fortunate enough to, to get back in the winner's circle and um, ticked off a lot of things that we wanted to that we didn't do against the Hurricanes. And we've got a new a new um, new focus with the Highlanders. So uh, we always know it's going to be tough, and we'll do our due diligence around how prep this week. But um, you know, for us, we'd love to we'd love to win this week and really just um, 
um, have the competition sewed up for before if I've been honest and um, then playing the Blues next week. But um, yeah, for us, it's been able to get the week right, play right, and put out a result on on, on Sunday that we can um, we'd be happy about. So do you chat about that? I mean, essentially, this can be a final for you. Oh, it is, and I think um, I guess the back end of the of the tournament, you've you've got you've, you've got to kind of think think that and. Obviously, with the Blues boys um, winning, um, and even the Highlanders as well um, before their bye, um, we've seen pretty much every one is it's important to be in a final, and um, especially this stage of the competition where you know one win uh, or one loss can really dictate of where you're going to be in, in the competition. So, I think we've had a pretty good understanding of where we've been sitting and um, of what's required. And you know, for us, we we know that if we uh, you know beat the Chiefs boys, which we did on the weekend, um, it would have helped us. Um, with these next two games and we've got the Highlanders this week to have an opportunity to to try and do that and um, you know that'll be our, that'll be our only focus going into this week to try and um, get a win, win this week Has this league format like with no playoffs actually changed the way that you approach week by week I mean is knowing that there isn't the certainty of a top four where anything could happen you know I don't think so because you're gunned for that home final um, you know it doesn't matter you're not going to want to drop any game but it has probably put a little bit more emphasis on bonus points, yep. I think. And, and obviously before the weekend, the Crusaders was the only team to, to do the winning bonus point uh, with the, the tries. So, um, yeah, look, that, that also added pressure in terms of the points table. Um, and, and obviously if you drop one game, you really are chasing your tail and, and the importance mm. of those bonus points have probably been more crucial than, you know, if it was into that playoffs arena where anything can happen um, yep. I still would have liked to have seen that the top can go to the final and um, you know two guys second and third playoff or something like that but the weeks just didn't allow it um, unfortunately yeah. yeah I think it would have been, yeah, it would have been nice to have a final uh, a semi-final and final kind of um, set up I think and, and that would have been the best way to I guess if, as fans I would have loved to have seen that as well but I think coming back to just around Robin format and understanding of like, if you can, can get a bonus point, especially in the Derby game, it's going to help you at the back end. And we've been fortunate enough to, to get a couple of bonus points where, you know, we're sitting in a pretty good situation because of that. So um, I guess that's probably only, uh, the only thing that you'd probably say would be a little bit uh, frustrating, uh, I guess as a viewer, because um, you'd love to see one and two you're playing in a final. So, um, but yeah, bonus points has probably been the big difference around um, this competition. There was an interesting stat on the weekend. Uh, I, I think they showed it during the Chiefs game where the Chiefs kind of score evenly across the four quarters of the game. But you guys score over 30% of your points in the last 20 minutes. Um, it was it was quite interesting. Like, wh- Is that something that you, you, you talk about? Is that part of the game plan? Is that just something that happens because you're fit and you've, you know, you, you've got class and eventually that comes forth? I think for us, we just have a massive... Um, I think if it's 1 to 23, it's not 1 to 15. And for us, um, we have a real massive um, mindset around our, our bench coming on and really adding, adding, you know, trying to um, trying to come over the top of teams. And, you know, that's our mindset. And to be honest, when, when we train, well, that's the exact same thing that we try and do as well. So um, it's been a real, it's been a real um, positive for us probably the last four years and, and Razor's tenure, um, our bench coming on and really um, having an impact. So for us, it doesn't really matter if you if you one to one to fifteen or you know sixteen or twenty three. It's really um, having an idea of what, of what your role is in that in that moment. And I guess it does help for us because you know you are fresh when you do come on, and um, you know some teams not might not 
put the bench on early like we do, but uh, we have a massive pride in, in our bench coming on and being able to have uh, put teams under a lot of pressure and then um, with us being a little bit fresher as well, uh, we can come on and probably see the game a little bit differently with what we've been seeing and um, can have an influence on the game, whether that be at set piece, um, individual brilliance or um, or something just in general. So now we do try to, we talk about a lot and it's been a, a massive, massive part of our, our game probably the last four years. You train that? Well, because we're like, you obviously have your, your starters that start, but you know, throughout the week, it doesn't really, um, there's not one team that stays on the whole time. So the whole, everybody's getting the same amount of reps. Probably the starters get a little bit more, but you know, to be honest, everybody's running in exactly the same time. So you're getting the same amount of um, volume, amount of time, uh, understanding what you, what's required in that game and, and our prep, the prep as well. When you prep well and you've got a good understanding of what your role is, um, it makes it a lot easier when you're on the field and you're prone to not making mistakes and um, you can really help and benefit the team when when you're in that kind of mindset. Is there a similar approach to the Blues? Yeah, look, I think the way you train it as well is, is you know, a lot of that last training session is game-like, game intensity, and, and you want to see the energy, accuracy and, and spark lift uh, when those changes are, are theoretically made at training. Um, and there's a big focus when you're on the bench exactly around that getting your prep right, but also making sure that when you come on, you, you nail your role, but you, you lift the boys that have been out there for 60 or 50 yeah. or 70, however long, and, and you become the energy guy. Um, not over-arouse, not, not doing too much, do your job, but also you know, bringing, bringing guys with you that, that might be cramping up or around that. So that, that's, there's certainly a... You know, tactic from us and the way we train in that game like intensity on that Thursday for a Saturday game. I think there's also an understanding as well around, um, I think you can make the mistake if you do want to come off the bench that you want to try too much and you want to try and, um, I guess, try, like Jip has said, being over-enthused and being able to probably do too much. So I think coming off the bench it has a massive part around, like what we've said, nailing your role. Um, yes, you can be the energizer bunny and being really energetic, but at the same time, having a really good understanding of how the game is going. Um, you know, some game it could be it could be open and um, free flowing, and you know it's a really good game for you for you to come on in, in that sense. But at the same time, it could be a wet game, and you, your mindset has to change around what what that looks like. And it's having an understanding of the game, the gamesmanship, and understanding of of how the game is going and, and what's required of you in that particular moment. Yeah, and I think that's that mental prep that you are probably going to be involved in the big moment. Yep. the key moment. If you're on the bench, you you have a responsibility to finish the game out and yep. more than likely out of the eight guys that are there, they will have to play a role in, in the moment that decides the game. And so we've seen it time and time again, if there is a guy that's over aroused, um, you know, eager on defense and gives the penalty away or flops yep. off his feet at rack time or just anything like that can, you know, kill your momentum or, or turn the game into a loss pretty quickly. Yep, 100%. You're both in positions that really are into that. Like, I mean, Jip as a hooker, obviously, lineouts towards the end of games can be the winning and losing of games. And, and for you, Bryn, you know, halfbacks, I suppose, dictate the way the game is played a lot. Um, Jip, was that something that you learned to get that energy right? And, and what were the lessons in getting the energy right when you come on to, to try to, to finish it off? I think um, for me, it was around that mental prep and, and preparing throughout the week. And, and understanding that that challenge is coming and be excited by that challenge rather than trying to hide from it. Um, it's a reality. It's likely to happen and putting it in your prep around, you know, your visualization and, and 
doing it at training, wanting to be put in that position at training and that match intensity and, you know, your confidence grows from there. And then, you know, once you're out in the game, you just have to pull trigger. You can't go out there and think, oh, this is a big moment. You just, you just say, you know, you've got to acknowledge, right, this is the challenge I've prepared for. Let's get out there and, you know, pull trigger and have a crack. So I think that's been the biggest shift as I've got through my career is, is that mental prep is more important than, I suppose, doing 100 reps a day of the same yeah. thing, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. I think I'm just that point's pretty much spot on. And I think it's uh, the things that I've probably learned around is, as I've just alluded to, it's just the understanding of the situation and how the game is going. And I think, um, I guess, early on in my career, you could almost like if you're on the bench, you wouldn't probably you'd look at the game, but you wouldn't look at how the flow and what how what's required and what's really going on. So, I think when you do come on, you have to have an understanding again, like what what's required of you, what kind of game it is. And then if you get your mental prep ripe and you've got all that kind of um, homework done, then you can be decisive. But I think, um, especially in, in big games and in big moments, the understanding of the ifs and flows of how the game's going is, is pretty important to have an understanding around that. Is it one thing that keeps you fresh, Brent? Because I suppose you and Mitch kind of trade back and forth with starting and, and coming off the bench. Does it keep you fresh knowing that you get a mixture of those two roles regularly through the year? Um, yeah, it, it is. It's so like, you're right, it's... Uh, it's an understanding. So, like, for us, we know that um, predominantly we might play, you know, we're 55 at the most, or then eventually come on, we'll come on and uh, finish off a game. So, I think it does, it is a little bit different. You've got to have an understanding of uh, your roles a little bit different. So, um, you know, we're both, you both, we're both competitive and, you know, we both want to be playing as much as we can. So, but um, yeah, I think it comes back to, um, I guess, for us, of how successful we've been. I mean, um, both players where we trust each other and um, doesn't matter who comes on the I guess the expectations are exactly the same and um, I think it's been a real asset to our team with how both of us have been going the last probably three or four years I was going to say you don't share that nine jersey too much <laughs> <laughs> finally gave the guy a lick on the weekend <laughs> fair actually yeah it's fair. fair yeah we're too competitive it's always we're all competitive eh? so yeah it's good though <laughs> Uh, did you set up that camera angle, Bryn, just to get your guns looking as big as they possibly can? <laughs> nah, man. No way. Still got to work on it. Eh? Tom, make sure my flatmate Tom Chris. My, my flatmate Tom Chris. You can he, see he um, keeps pushing them, eh? He loves doing it. He's actually just looking at him right now. He's got his chest popped out and um, actually has his guns out. So um, he does a guns. What, Tom, what do you do? Gun session how many times a week? Twice? Yeah, he does it twice a week. So yeah, he's looking good at the moment. So what are you skinny's at as well, boy? What are you at? 50? Yeah, 50. What are you at, Bill? 40? Yeah. Will Jordan needs to eat more. He's like 37, so there's nothing wrong. But he's big, though. Big legs. <laughs> Who's the worst for the vanity workouts? You know, like the stuff that's not functional. Oh, mate. I'd have to say, well, in, in this flat, well, Tom's the one who probably, he loves doing the arms. He's always in there every day doing, doing arms. So, um, Will, what does Will do? Uh, he's probably not, not as much. I'd probably say Tom, actually. Tom and our flat. He's a big fan of doing the arms and, and chest and arms. It's like a horse as well, so it's a lot. So, yeah. Mate, there's no doubt for us. It's Tom Robinson, Kurt Eklund, Marcel Renata. The three of them just live for tin. Mate, absolutely, Tom Robinson. Absolute loves beach muscles. Can you get Tom Robinson a jockey yet? He's got to be up for the jockey. Oh, yet, if he's ever an all-black. His rig. Oh, man. His rig's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He, and he eats like a horse. It's just he's a freak. Yeah, Cody Eklund's got some pops on him, eh? Mate, he, him and Marcel train the house sound like they both squat like 220, 230. 
bench like yeah. 170, 180. Yeah. They froth for the tin. Yeah. I said to them the other day, you wait till you've played 60 or 70 games. I said, you'll be avoiding <laughs> these gym sessions yeah. in a hurry. <laughs> oh, can't take it. I had, I had gym sessions. I start creeping uh, to the back. <laughs> a few ghost sets. Yeah. Power sessions, eh, boy? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no I don't right. even do the power sessions. No, I'm a bit of a, I, I'm a bit of a uh, beach tragic too. I don't mind uh, chucking a few sculpting, sculpting sessions in during the week. <laughs> is Tom Robinson? Is he even it's a bit like? I mean, how how yeah. oh, crazy yeah. are we talking? Oh, he's just ripped. Like there's like muscle on muscle. Like it's just a, it's a phenomenal rig. It's hard to explain. You just have to see it. It's, it's it sounds like you're tasty. admiring it a lot, mate. Oh, you, have, you get an opportunity to because he doesn't wear a shirt in the gym. Just, he loves getting his shirt off. He knows yeah. it's good. Scott Barrett's got an unbelievable rig as well, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. I think I've yeah, seen that a lot of times, actually. History for Jockey Ed, actually. Surely. <laughs> mate, are you sponsored by Jockey? <laughs> Come on, mate. I don't have a body like Scott Barrett, that's for sure, mate. Jeez. Oh, mate, you just plugged that nah. twice. Uh, no, nah, mate, not me. <laughs> I'm too scared to do that. There's no way I'd be able to do that, man. Nah. Don't have a good enough body to do that. <laughs> Just stick with Benny's Barbers, eh? Oh, mate. <laughs> Benny's Barbers, mate. That's it. 101 Disney Valley Street. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and while you're, while have... you're up, up on the shore, go to North Harbour Ford. These guys better get more money for these jockey ads. They can't just do that for free. Like, that's, you know... It depends what their personality is. Like some would happily. I don't think you'd have to convince Tom with any dollars. I think he would. He'd do it happily. Is he a single man as well, Chip? By the way. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just set up for him to be awesome, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. We'll get him a couple All Black caps, and I'm sure they'll they'll (laughs) get him in there. Yeah. (laughs) This is getting a locks combined with the rig. It's sure to be a cult hero with the ladies. Oh, you're yeah, taking some oh. boxes, surely. How can you not? With a rig and a hairdo like that. I think it's his chat as well. He's got good chat. Confident mm-hmm. man. Mm. Yeah. And it's very socially aware by the sounds of it. He loves a beach and he loves to clean up a beach. So he covers all of the things. He's got a big heart, got a big rig. Chuck him on the he's really, He's really into politics too. Um, he's, he's like, he covers everything. Like he's, he's a student. He's smart. I think we're selling them, overselling hey, them. Yeah. If there's ever a bachelor, man, imagine that. He'd be like, who's the guy oh, that... Who's, he'd, who's, be, who's, he'd be like Honey Badger. He'd be like yeah, I was just going to say, he'd, he'd be like be, that. be great entertainment. Yeah. Good TV. Three new, or what is it, what is it on? Three, Channel 3? Three? Channel 3 or Channel yeah. 2? Come on, get him on there. Get him on there. Yeah. Get the big red door. You guys be contestants to try to get him by the sounds of it. <laughs> I'll get a rose happily. No, I'm a take him, it, I'm a take it, man. Sorry, Ross, but <laughs> run, I'll happily take run. a rose from him for sure. Come on, come on, big red. Choose me, choose me. Are you allowed a man crushing another rugby player? Oh, mate, it's massive advocate for him. Just look at him. How can you not? <laughs> I reckon that's a good way to finish it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.